Okay, welcome into the Eric St. Joe podcast. The best of the, the, the podcast. It's not like, you know. So, you know, I mean, here I am doing these best of shows, and it's all just a bunch of old shit. Okay, and it's fine. I mean, uh, I seem to have some fun doing it, and I, I like going back. And for some of you, if you've only heard it once, you probably don't remember some of the stuff. But but wouldn't it be something if I could if I could uh, bestow upon you some brand new material, like while I'm here? Well, let me just tell you, I can. It's something you've never heard before. I can promise you that. Um, and you know, if you listen to my Patreon, my bonus podcast each and every day you will from time to time have amazing moments like this but i can't do it on the free podcast because the facebook police will shut me down they hate misinformation about covid they hate uh uh, misinformation about the election uh but the biggest problem is karaoke tracks that's the biggest problem on the podcast So, I've got the studio all set up, as you can tell. One of my favorites, Bullet Bob Seger. Sing it with me now. Stood there boldly, sweating in the sun. I felt like a million, I felt like number one. The height of summer. I never felt that strong like a rock. I was 18, didn't have a care. Working for peanuts, not a dime to spare. But I was lean and solid everywhere like a rock. You gotta help me out now. My eyes were clear and bright My walk had purpose My steps were quick and light And I held firmly To what I felt was right Like a rock Come on! Like a rock I was strong as I could be When he first made this song. 
you think Bob Seger made out this song by selling it to uh, GM? Okay, here we go. Okay, get serious now. 20 years now, where they go. 20 years, I don't know. I said and I wonder sometimes where they've gone. Gonna hurt right here. And sometime late at night, down a bathe in the firelight, the moon comes calling a ghostly white. And I recall, I recall like a rock. Oh no. doing that for tomorrow's show for tomorrow's best of show i am doing that i don't think i missed a note i mean it was that good as you know the show happens in the baldwin ace hardware fear bunker studio baldwin ace hardware a beacon of diy awesomeness in the northland god bless them Thank you to Shoreliner Striping. You ever want to send me an email? The uh, Shoreliner Striping inbox, eric at ericzaneshow.com. Shoreliner Striping will uh, uh, stripe the parking lot, obviously. They'll sweep the parking lot. They'll uh, paint the athletic field. Please mention me when you call them. And if you know somebody who's in uh, needs to get the damn parking lot painted, bust their balls. Hey, your parking lot looks like a shithole. 
Hey, you need to have uh, Zane sponsor Shoreline or stripe that thing, you stupid asshole. All right. Uh, once again, Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid. Irvine's, E-R-V-I-N-E-S, E-R-V-I-N-E-S. Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. I always forget that. And I understand, I'm pretty sure they just brought on somebody new. Their nationwide search. And I'm not kidding you. They, they, they're bringing in, they brought in somebody from Seattle. That's how, that's how uh, uh, amazing of an effort they put into finding the right person. Okay, I see Copperhead Road by Steve Earle. I think for tomorrow's show, I'm going to do Copperhead Road. And it'll be perfect. Uh, everybody will be wet again. And, uh, yeah, I'll probably hear from Steve Hurley. He says, fuck it. I'm giving it up, man. You're too good. Cornhole America invites you to check them out. Cornholeamerica.com for a set of customized, perfect, uh, never-to-be-needed-again set of cornhole boards. When I say that, I mean, like, these ones aren't going to break or fall apart or st- stupid stuff like that. And you can put whatever you want onto a set of cornhole boards. Made in beautiful Cedar Springs, Michigan. Okay. And then shipped all around the United States. Cornholeamerica.com. All right. The best of. Rolls on. Or actually, get started for this show. I mean, I'm in such a good, good mood. Now you probably just want me to sing some more, for God's sake. But no, actually, I've got some best of material for you. Check this out. Um, and, uh, and his amazing, amazing story. And, uh, you know, I think I need to go over the tail of the tape. Um, when it comes to Jay and Kateri, uh, they have 14 boys. And uh, then all of a sudden, Kateri gets pregnant again. I'm not entirely sure about the ages of the kids. But when you've got 14 boys, you know that some of them are, you know, really old. The, the age range of the Schwann family is incredible. Uh, and, and so it's, it's really a thing to see Jay and his 14 boys. And then you have sweet and lovely, uh, the matriarch Kateri Schwant, uh, uh, right here in West Michigan. And then she gets pregnant again. So she is alone. She is the only female of this ragtag bunch of God fearing, sweet, lovely individuals that have been gracing us with such good news over the years. Anybody who knows these people knows that they are the real deal. They are absolutely amazing self-starters uh, and, and uh, completely just a fantastic uh, family with uh, great values. And they're just absolute winners, every single one of them, top to bottom. I am uh, uh, very, very proud to be able to know them. And then out of the blue, we discussed this last time I talked to Jay when Kateri got pregnant again. And, you know, we had the, uh, the, the conversation with the uh, what-if scenario. What if Kateri has a girl? And uh, we expanded on that and uh, pretty much left it at, well, that's, that's just not going to happen. I mean, um, and, and I'm sure he'll, we'll discuss that here. But the, the odds... Um, are, are really, really uh, good that, it, that the child would be a boy. And then the uh, news started to roll in yesterday that uh, the Lord had a different plan. And, and, oh, I am so happy to hear 
And I uh, was so happy to hear that a uh, healthy mom delivered a beautiful baby girl. That is, whoops, that is uh, Maggie Jane Schwant. And uh, we bring Jay in right now. Unless my phone screws up. God, I really got to improve this setup here. Hello, you've reached the voicemail, Jay Schwan. I'm sorry, it's I missed your call. Great start. Please leave a message. Oh my God, how could this possibly be? Hang on. I sent Jay a text this morning. He said, "Reminder, I'll be calling you." Uh, yeah, sure, no problem. Can't wait. Sweet, talk to you soon. Hang on, let me try this again. I can always just sing some more, guys. Can you imagine if I dropped a GD or something like that? Hello. Hey, Jay, how are you, buddy? Good. Good morning, Eric. How are you? Never better. Never better. All right. I can't tell you how happy I am with this news, Jay. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And we are we feel the same way. Let me start by asking, how is Kateri, please? She's doing great. She's doing great, actually. We just had breakfast delivered. It's like a little little vacation here for us at uh, on the ninth floor at St. Mary's Hospital. But yeah, she it was different. You know, the experience was different. She ended up uh, with a first, not just a girl, but a, an emergency C-section. So the recovery is a little bit different. So, but she's doing well. Uh, had there been C-sections in the past with with the uh, with the fourteen boys? No, never, never before. Everything has gone according to plan for the fourteen. So my gosh, Jay, and and you um and you and Kateri did this the old-fashioned way. You didn't find out till day of delivery. Yes, of the uh, gender of the child. Correct. Yeah, we like the the surprise. There are some so few surprises left in this world. That's one that we always kind of bank on. So, Jay, this is the story that the world needed. You realize that, don't you? And it's cool, you know. Um, you know, we've gone through this obviously a few times in the past. And quite often, there's a lot of just negative, just nasty people out there. And I think people are just sick and nasty because every single com, hundreds, hundreds of comments from people we don't even know, have all been cool. All They've all been nice, you know, joking around, you know, your typical stuff. But it's just, I'm, I'm so happy, so relieved that people are actually nice, you know, it's, it's, it's refreshing. Um. Side note, I, 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 it's shocking to me that there would ever be anyone who was um, doing anything that is not sweet based on your family uh, leading up to this. That's that's really, really bizarre. Yeah, and it's just it's people that don't know us. You know, these crazy assumptions, all 14 kids, it's, you know, that, that's irresponsible. And, you know, there can't possibly be enough attention to go around for all of them. And, uh, you know, that they're probably on welfare and, you know, just all, all the people that don't know us. And I always say, come and hang out with us for yeah, a day or two. Exactly. You know, it's, it's cool. Yeah, <laughs> come, and, come and watch how we've built our family because your your oldest son is what age again, Jay? 28. Tyler is 28. Okay, so you look at uh, the boys who are um, uh, well into adulthood and they've become – kind of like in, in in the setup as in, in addition uh to brothering they're 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 parenting along with you they're they're helping uh, another can you imagine um you know because when we were very young you and i had examples of our father and now all of your very very young boys and now your young daughter have examples of not only their father but what can happen to the awesomeness of those brothers who are living 
uh, amazing lives in their own right. You know, it's just it's really reinforcing this this terrific family that I just love. Yeah, yeah, thanks. There's a lot of responsibility there, you know, not just for me, but for the older brothers, you know, and, you know, we couldn't do it without them. I mean, here we are, you know, at the hospital here, you know, we'll be here a little longer than normal just because of her recovery time. And, you know, things continue. We've got hockey games in Kalamazoo and basketball games all over the county this weekend. And big brothers have stepped up to the plate, you know, and actually are looking forward to to helping out you know drew's taking charlie and luke down to kalamazoo for the weekend and yeah zach's taking wesley to his basketball game and you know it's all it's a it's a team effort for sure the uh i've got a million and one things to talk to you about i'm sorry about this but you're <laughs> hey i got I, all day man i i find you and the family to be some of the most interesting people on god's green earth and and uh, every every nine months i've got i've got i gotta have a conversation with you so <laughs> it seems uh, like it. and it seems like there's always something new to talk about and what's popping on my mind right now is um with with all of what you just described um getting people to places does it require a, a really, really good uh, calendar keeping? I mean, how does that uh, – it, it seems like – I mean, I can't even keep track of myself. How do you do that? <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a mom. That's a Kateri thing. We've, we do have one of those gigantic whiteboards, dry erase boards at home because it's not – you know – this is a busy time of year because, you know, they're all hockey players and, you know, football. We have one on the varsity football team and a couple that play basketball. And on top of that, you know, there's a million dentist appointments, especially now that, you know, we went for what, four or five months where we, you couldn't do anything, you know, with the, wow. the lockdown. Yeah. So, you know, dentist appointments and doctor's appointments and, you know, sports physicals and just, I mean, the calendar is crazy, you know, different, she has different colored markers for, you know, different kids and stuff like that. It's, it's really kind of cool. Um, but I, I, I'm terrible at it. I don't even know what I'm doing tomorrow. You know, I have yeah. to get the update, you know, I have to be briefed every morning on, you know who's going where sure, and what's sure. going on so okay so can you take me through um uh you are in the operating room when kateri is having the emergency c-section correct kinda so <laughs> it, it was crazy so you know we've again done this before and and she knows kind of what's going on you know so we're at home and we had to go pick up two boys from hockey and two different basketball practices and she's like, okay, we're getting close, but let's let's get this done. Let's get everybody picked up, get dinner taken care of, and then we'll go to the hospital. So we, I got back from running around, and she's like, oh, man, I hope we didn't wait too long. And I was like, no, man, I don't want to have a baby in the front seat of the truck, you know? Yeah. So we, we cruised up to the hospital, got here. We were literally here uh, 15 minutes, and her water broke. Um and then we we're like, holy cow. But it, the baby was like sideways. So that, you know, that was the reason for the emergency C-section. Okay. So they whisked her away, gave me, um, you know, some scrubs and stuff, and basically just kind of let left me uh, behind for a little bit. So I was in the dark. It was just scary, you know. And then I, I did. I finally got to go into the operating room, and it was, you know, a first for both of us. Right. And it was just super scary, you know. The oh, baby, the yeah. baby came out finally and um they whisked her away to the NICU you know because uh, there was some complications it was just a okay scary you know scary situation so so Maggie comes out were you there right when she emerged 
Well, I was. I was behind the curtain. I'm not much at all for blood and yeah. gore, you know, and stuff. So, so I was behind the curtain, um, and, and one of the nurses said, okay, do you know, do you want to come over? And she had a total poker face, you know, because, of course, most of these nurses have been around us, you well, know, yeah, over the yeah. years and mm-hmm. stuff. And I went over there, and, of course, you know, I've got a mask on, and I'm all covered up in scrubs and stuff thank goodness because i cried like a baby yeah um you know she's like okay do you want to you know announce what it is and i looked i'm like oh my i literally i was like oh my god i just started crying you know holy crap so then i had to go on the other side of the curtain and tell kateri and i'm like oh my god i didn't even know what to you know i'm like it's it's a it's a girl it's a a girl so yeah it was on it still hasn't really soaked in you know what i mean it's Jeez, it's just crazy, crazy. Jay, Jay, this is, I don't, I don't, I don't even know where to begin. And I'm just some guy. I, I can't, <laughs> I can't even begin to, uh, express, uh, you know, how, how, how this, how this feels. And for you, it just must be so compounded to, to finally it's here after a, a, a little girl after so many, um, not, I mean, again, the 14 previous are all the greatest thing that has ever happened. Every single one of them. It's just, you're so used to the idea that it's going to be a, a boy and then yeah. it's, it's happened. So my God, uh, Jay. So as, as it all started to unfold and the baby was born yesterday at about 11 a.m right or, or was it earlier um let me think here the fourth so i think that was wednesday night wednesday night wednesday at 11 night. p.m all right yeah, 11 yeah. p.m i got none of that right i got none right, of that right, right. right. so uh <laughs> wednesday at 11 p.m uh, uh maggie jane uh schwant comes to town and uh yeah. and then uh you had to tell your sons about this um were how many were at the hospital with you when this all happened or, or could covid make it so that they couldn't be there yeah this one's different because nobody i mean i'm the only one allowed here generally you know she has a baby and then all the brothers come up and you know take pictures and meet their brother you know so yeah none of that is allowed but we had a we've got this family group text um and we were going back and forth and it was wild because it was so scary you know and i was tell, trying to update the boys like yeah, this is not going well. You know, I'm trying to be careful. Yeah. Not going according to plan. Um, they just took mom to the operating room for an emergency C-section. Of course, they're all going, oh, man, you know, what's up? So we didn't, we did not, by the time it was all said and done, so she had the baby at 11, and then there was a lot of other stuff, you know, to, to take care of, fixing her up and <laughs> putting her back together, you know? Yeah. Um, so by the time we actually got back together, the two of us, because I went down to the intensive care thing with the baby just to see what was up and stuff and it was you know one or two o'clock in the morning before we finally sat down and looked at one another and said holy crap can you believe what just happened so we waited until the next like 6 a.m the next morning to like tell the boys and then we did a facetime thing with the little boys yesterday so the, the older brothers are at home, you know, helping out, getting the little guys off to school. And they were all lined up on the couch. And uh, we did a FaceTime with them yesterday morning to kind of announce to the little boys. And, they, of course, they're in shock, too. Yeah, you know? dude, that's it's just um, my, my gosh. And so now that this is the 15th child and the first girl does, I always ask you this, does this put a, a bow on the baby making because uh, it's yes it yes I, I waved i waved the proverbial checkered flag yesterday with somebody one of my buddies on facebook said okay man is this it and, you know we, we thought it was it the last time but yeah i mean 
given oh. our age and this i mean this is what a cool finale you know yeah. what i mean it's it, and it hasn't i mean it hasn't i i have no idea what we're gonna do you know what i mean i mean we're so excited but everybody always said what, what what in the world would you ever do if you had a girl and i'd say you know i just assumed like medically it wasn't possible so i wasn't even worried about entertaining no. the thought you know so but yeah crazy crazy um, but so excited hey, hey i'm actually breaking this interview up with jay schwant in uh in a two parts okay first of all i'm happy to say that um in this interview Jay talking about the latest addition to the family, the first girl. How incredible was that? I'll never forget that moment when they when I when the news came across the Schwantz had a girl. Like what? Um, they everything is great. I mean, you know, you hear about these giant families, and then uh, like life gets the best of them. I'm looking at you, Duggars. The Duggars went completely. Everything's gone nuts. So there's been all sorts of weirdo things that have happened. Schwantz aren't about uh, all the craziness. They they do a reality show that their own son, and I think they talk about, I talk about it in this interview, he produces it and makes it, and it's all on his own time. They are very, very guarded about um, offers to capitalize on the abundance of children. That is not their game at all. They are all career people already and just a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful family. I love them. I would love to see that whole bunch of, uh, in person, actually, maybe one day. Okay. Uh, so anyway, I'm pausing the interview because it's a long interview, and I wanted to talk to you about, well, yeah, sponsors. First of all, on my Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Uh, you've been there for me since the beginning. Thank you so much to anybody who has ever um, uh, signed up for my Patreon in the past. Even if you let it lapse, that's okay, too. Uh, I'm very, very thankful for you for that. For those of you who uh, don't know, that is more of me behind a paywall. I put a lot of energy and time and effort into it. So if you think, hey, man, this guy's just uh, busting his ass, putting content out, uh, I would love it if you'd throw five or ten at me per month, and then i give you uh, unlock all of that content for you uh, each week. I put about uh, between 10 and 15 hours a week in there, in addition to my free daily podcast. Thank you. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage invites you to check them out if you're in the market for a mortgage, okay? Now, if your credit is great, awesome. This is going to be easy. If your credit stinks, this is going to take some effort, but Mario's up to the challenge. Not every person who does mortgages wants to deal with a person with a shitty credit score, bankruptcy in their history, you know. Eh, he can do it all. And uh, he wants to make sure that uh, everybody gets an opportunity to own their own home instead of having to pay the, uh, uh, you know, pay a slumlord, landlord, whatever it may be. Get in your own home, okay, with the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. And the thing I love the most is for people that are in a bad spot and he is able to get you financed, that loan is going to have a horrible interest rate. There's no denying that, but you will still be paying on your own home. Uh, pay on it for a year and a half or maybe sooner. And you have a, now then a history of, of on-time payments. Your credit score goes up. You get into a different mortgage. You redo it. Uh, don't take any more money out of it. Just redo the mortgage. Have Mario do that, too, for a lower interest rate. Save Your payment goes down over time. All right. That's who I trust. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. 231-332-6505. TC Paintball. Wow. What an entertainment uh, value and uh, 
and adventure that is. Okay? Get the group together. Boys, girls, husbands, wives, neighbors, whatever. Swingers, you name it. TC, I don't know why I said swingers. TC Paintball uh, GR.com is the website. Wednesday, they have a little league. Probably shouldn't talk about a little league uh, so soon after talking about swingers, but I'm stupid. TC Paintball GR.com. Uh, you can uh, book a party, and it's awesome. Think about them for something fun to do. I am hosting a paintball party on Sunday, August 29th. It is Paintball War 15, the unnamed war. Uh, you'll be able to shoot me. You can shoot Rick. I sure as hell want to shoot Rick because of uh, when he got when he bitched out the other day and said, you're going to stop making fun of people. It's like, dude, I have been making fun of people since when I realized I had the ability to make fun of people. Oh, I don't know, 1980. What? You're asking me. To, it's like asking me to not breathe. What are you doing? Uh, TCPaintballGR.com. We'll see you on Sunday, August 29th at 5 p.m. 35 bucks. You get a pizza party to start. You get the mask. You get the paintballs. You get the gun. Please send me an email that you're coming, though. Eric at EricZaneShow.com. Okay. Um, where the hell am I? Am I done with? Okay. I opened up with. Okay. Yes. It's part two. <laughs> I forgot what the hell I was doing. I'm making all these best of shows like in one sitting. Right now, making this show for this particular date, I have been sitting here for hours making these shows working ahead but that's what you have to do if you want to take the time off so my brain is fried all right uh the continuation the second half of my interview with the one and only jay schwant father of i have no idea how many i didn't go back and check 19 29 49 kids i have no idea and his first girl comes to town unbelievable uh continuing the interview now Crazy, but so excited. So you, so you said you weren't entertaining the thought. There wasn't anything tickling your brain um, leading up to this. You you didn't even consider it. It was the shock of a lifetime. Yeah, 100%. We, didn't, we had not even discussed a girl's name or we literally, and this sounds crazy, we literally do not own one single like baby girl piece of clothing or anything <laughs> you know what i mean so it, this is yeah i mean it's oh it, it's as, it's as crazy to me as, as it is to most you know other people looking in on it okay so. now the last time i spoke to you i remembered we were um uh you know kind of like um fantasy fantasizing about what would happen if i think i spoke with you like right when the pregnancy was announced about what would happen if fast forward in the future when uh, now Maggie brings home a boy, um, like for prom or something like that, and the intimidation factor. And we laughed about that. Well, it's gonna happen, man. It's gonna happen. And ye- years down the road, you will see, you will be able to experience and see the look on the face of the of the boy who wants to take her to the dance, and how intimidated that that kid's gonna be. You got to have every single boy there for that moment. Jay. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, well, unless unless she goes to the convent and decides to <laughs> uh, process her faith and, and become a nun, that I mean that's that's yes. an option as well. Yeah, that know? is that is an option. So it's, yeah. it's either uh, life just like any other girl or nunnery. Sure, that's and we're kind of at this stage, two days into it, we're leaning toward nunnery. Okay, so I can yeah. understand but, that. You got to do what you no, got to do. It, it, it will definitely. You know, when that day comes, it's just the whole story. Can you imagine, you know, 14 brothers, the, the poor dude that comes over, you know, <laughs> hey, curfew's at 10 o'clock. He says, okay, we'll see you at 930, you know. <laughs> That's kind of what I'm 
hoping for. So, oh my gosh, this is uh, I can say that in a year where um, basically all of our lives the have, have been uh, just dumped onto the floor, and we have to pick up the pieces. Um, this is the first story that I've uh, really been able to uh, get the feeling that life is going to be okay because life is very good. Life is wonderful. And, and, yeah. and your family um, um, shows that and, and time and again, it's been, it's been like this. And I, that's why, that's what makes me so uh, overjoyed by how this story has kind of taken, taken hold Jay real, real seriously. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. And it's, I mean, it's, it's cool. You know, like I, I don't even have words, you know what I mean? It's just, it's amazing. And, you know, in a year that has been such a cluster, such a debacle, why wouldn't this have been a girl? You know, I guess I should have known, you know, with everything as crazy as 2020 has been. Yeah. Um, I should have seen this one coming, you know? Yeah. My gosh. I just love it. Um, uh, what else did I want to talk to? There's so much going through my head right now, but, 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 but my, my wife, Diana, she goes, come here. I got to talk to you. And normally when she says, come here, I got to talk to you. That's something big. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> I've done something or I've done or something bad or something really uh, gigantic has happened. And boy, it, it, it was gigantic. Cause she said, you won't believe it. The Schwantz they had a baby girl. I go, Oh my gosh, I cannot <laughs> believe it. Seriously. Holy crap. Um, now, uh, when you started having, when, when the boys started to pile up at, at what number did you start to get attention from people at, for this as a story? Uh, how, how many boys in? It was 12. It was 12, you know, up, um, with number 11, not business as usual. And, and it was of course, cool. It, you know, a big story. Wow. 11 boys, but no media, no nothing, which, you know, was cool. That was just how it was. And then with Tucker, Tucker made 12 and, um, I think it was Fox 17 called and just said, Hey, you know, I heard you had 12 boys. Wow. That's crazy. Do you mind if we just come up and do a little story, you know, and, um, talk to the boys when they meet their brother. I'm like, Oh no, that's cool. You know, that sounds neat. And then boom, it was just, it was on from then. And, and with this one, you know, we've done stuff over the years, of course. And with this one, we didn't do any, you know, we've got the 14 outdoorsman thing on the outdoor channel, which is actually rolling now. And it's cool, but that's just us. That's us. Ty, our oldest son, does all the filming and editing and it's just basically us sharing our outdoorsy family videos but we haven't done we didn't do anything leading up to this we didn't you know interviews and stuff like that um one i mean we were quarantined for the first three or four months you know of the pregnancy and stuff so that wasn't an option but 12 so this will 12 13 14 so this will be like the fourth one where where there's hoopla you know surrounding right it. right and, and this one's so different, though. You know what I mean? Just the story of, you know, this crazy family with 14 boys finally gets sure, the girl. I sure. mean, that's, that's neat. And, I want, and I'm glad you brought up the show 14 Outdoorsman. I want to talk about that in a second because it looks great, by the way. Ty's doing an awesome job. Yeah, yeah, he is. Um, but I, um, with this, I mean, it was – okay, so it was a big story when – I mean, people started to uh, spread the word when, when boy number 12, when Tucker was born, and then 13 and 14 boys, same thing. And now this, though, um, since the birth and since the story, it has – it's starting to spread now everywhere. Who have you heard from? Who's, uh, who's coming out of the woodwork, and can you tell me what that's like and, uh, and them reaching out to you? Yeah, it's been pretty mild so far. I mean, again, you know, yesterday was day one. So, but all the local, you know, all the local ones, and we've kind of formed some pretty cool relationships with 
them over the you know like fox 17 and zzm and tv we know people there now um so you know you're you're the you're the first one though man you're the first one we talked to so um but you know they in with the COVID thing it's not like they can just pop in and say hi you know or whatever so it's different yeah it's Zoom, you know, we're, we're going to talk to some of them on Zoom. Um, WWJ Radio over in Detroit, Michigan News Network. Um, you know, I love talking to people about it. I, yeah. And I'm so excited and so, like, happy and proud. You know, I'm like, we're, we're so proud of our family. Right. Um, so, I, I, heck, I talk to people all day about it, you know. That's, that's <laughs> it's awesome. just neat, that's you know. Awesome. So, but, yeah, I think I, I would imagine because um, Fox 17 put a little thing on, like, their web site last night or something and actually the free press has a sweet article and somebody just forwarded it to me this morning uh and the, like the title of the article is like a boy comma boy comma boy like you know yeah, 14 times and then <laughs> and then and a girl and, and the article is nice you know i think they talked to ty they must have got a hold of him on the phone yesterday and you know got yeah. a couple quotes but the article is just so nice you yeah, know that's and, great and it's just like cool so uh, yeah, and uh, so have has there ever been a, a a printed article like like a like an article that the article itself was not that great? I mean, because you because you no, you... not not really. I mean, there's you know, it's it's kind of the aftermath of some of it. Okay. And I'm, gosh, I'm just trying to think. You know, we've seen some printed stuff, um, and you know, geez, I don't even know how to say it. But you know, there's there's in today's day and age, obviously, especially politically and you know all this stuff there are so many assumptions out there like all oh, these crazy you know whatever pick a yeah, side sure, far left far sure. right whatever um where like i said i don't even know how to say it you know people just assume like oh man they're overpopulating no. the they're, they're singularly responsible for overpopulating the world or they just assume you know, I'm, I'm so middle of the road, man. You know, I would make the worst politician because I am, I am literally like so middle of the road. Um, but it's, it's far, you know, people on, on the extreme opposite sides of the middle, um, that give us a hard time, you know, so people that don't know us really strange. It's really, and, 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 you know, it's, it's a bummer because those people are really missing out on some awesome stuff. You know, well, that's I mean, what I say. Come and come and hang out with us yeah, for a couple days, man. <laughs> it's 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 not what you think, and uh, and 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 your family is is absolutely just a a, a pillar, as they say, in the community. <laughs> Thanks. And, and, and Thanks. well, lots of pillars. Uh, yeah, yeah. The um uh, now, do I say MOTV or MOTV? I think it's MOTV, My okay. Outdoor TV. Yep, My Outdoor TV, and that's associated with the with the Outdoor Channel. Yeah, so it's the Outdoor Sportsman's Group, which is a a big umbrella. Uh, Outdoor Channel, Pursuit Channel, um, MOTV, the app. All, all they have tons of that. It's just out. It's like the biggest outdoors yeah. group, you know. And so, so lots they, of stuff. They have that covered, and then they reached out to you guys, and you guys said, "Hey, we want to do. We we love doing stuff, hunting turkeys, hunting deer, whatever it is." And there's so many of us. And Ty is very. Your son Ty is very good with this. Um, started uh, shooting video, writing, editing, producing content, and then posting it. It's all turnkey. Basically, you're a dream come true for them because you do all this cool stuff, and they really don't have a hand in it. So, other than no, it, it's been awesome. So we, you know, probably uh, two or three years ago, you know, we bought some video stuff, and Ty actually has been to school for it, like um, film production, editing. He went to this advanced editing stuff, so he's like. He knows what's up, you know, and we just started filming ourselves. Basically, we went on this uh, these. I mean, so we went on this 
trip up to Northern Ontario. I mean, we, you know, we've done some cool stuff and we're documenting it, you know, and we got to talking to, you know, through some mutual contacts and stuff, the folks at the outdoor sportsman's group. And yeah, it was a mutual thing. Um, you know, we're not making a dime on it, but they're, you know, they're, our foot's in the door, you yep, know, yep. and it's, it's just so cool because we've done, you know, we did the lifetime documentary. We've done some of this other stuff in the past where it's totally, I don't want to say scripted, but they tell us what to do. Yeah, you know, icky. this is just yeah. us being us, man. Yeah, I it, love that. You know, it's just, we're basically sharing our, our home videos just at a little higher level, you yeah, know? Yeah. It's a, so. it's a really high end video blog is what it is. And when it's yeah, done yeah. right, which Ty knows what the hell he's doing, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna move. And that's, that's all you want. You, you want to be able to tell the story through video and, and he's obviously got that down. Yeah. And there's some cool stuff coming up. I mean, so the, they actually, every Friday they pop an episode out and it's, it's a subscription thing, you know, um, you know, an app sure, or whatever. Sure. So the first one was just like a little, a quick, like four or five minute introduction, like, Hey, um, you know, we're quarantined up here at the farm, you know, it's cool. You know, here it is. And the one that came out today was called unusual Easter and it's us, you know, we were quarantined at the farm during Easter. And that's a huge time for us. You know, we're a big, you know, Catholic Holy family. And, um, you know, we had to make do, you know, we couldn't go to church. We didn't have our huge kitchen to make, you know, the Easter meal at and stuff. So it's cool. But the next one is the next one is I think what the, the outdoor channel people want. It's, you know, we were quarantined up there during Turkey season and it's, it's the first like real outdoorsy episode, but it's still all about the boys. And it's funny. I mean, you know, I, I have 14, but there's, there's like fart scenes and fart funny. scenes. Yeah. 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 I mean, you got 14 boys. There's got, you yes, know, you gotta throw you fart got to, I love fart stuff. scenes. Yeah. And, and they did. So, and they helped us. They like, we had it in there. We're like, man, I'm not sure if the hell that's going to go over there. Yeah. Like, no, this is gold. As a matter of fact, they had to slow mo the fart in Wesley's, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Wesley's reaction. So Wesley, bless his heart. He's a, such a cool little kid. Um, but his teeth are like three times too big for his mouth. He'll oh, yeah. grow into it, you know? Of course. So they slow-mo like his laugh, <laughs> you know, and, and with his teeth, it's just, it's cool. You oh know? my God. So, I love yeah, it. And they, I love they've it. allowed us to basically just do whatever we want, you know, and we, we do them and send them in. Um, so yeah, it's been fun. And again, it's on our terms, man. So yeah, that's, you know, that's we, the best part. That films, is the best produces, part gets it already and sends it to them you, you know? have so. you have uh, so many people that if easter if you're stuck at the farm for easter you you can do like all the stations of the cross with with everybody you can and now you got like mary magdalene too i mean it's oh yeah it's, we got it covered oh my gosh this is so great um <laughs> yeah and you said uh so if i go to motv.com i can see it there right is that is yeah that- and there's a free there's a free trial you know i don't know how it all how it works it's kind of crazy so we've had like my dad you know he, he's like the you know, the patriarch of the, the farm, you know, the hunting guru. And he was so excited and we, we didn't tell him he had to pay for it, you know? So he's kind of pissed. He's like, Hey, <laughs> I thought I was going to watch this on TV. You didn't tell me I had to pay for it. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> dad, just throw down 10 bucks and watch it. You know, it's cool. Wow. So, but it's, I think, you know, this was, we had talked to them before this about doing like a, a full on show around the first of the year, but and then, you know, this whole pandemic thing hit and it just put the brakes on everything. Right. So we feel very fortunate. I mean, they're giving us an opportunity, you know, they're like, mm-hmm. hey, we'll put your stuff out there and for people to see. And it's like I said, it's it's neat, you know, because everything yeah. is is all, you know, like the boys, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, all the but we took that trip up to uh, northern Ontario. We took six of the boys 
Um, and we went bear hunting. So we've got like these, these things that will eat you, you know, we are hunting the predator yeah. and we've got like Luke who's seven years old up in the tree stand with Brandon and these bears are, you know, it's like the sharks circling the wow. boat, you know? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it's, and we, and we, I, I know not everybody's into hunting and stuff, well, but and still. We, we harvest some bears, you sure, know, and sure. we go fishing and I mean, it's just, you know, it's just neat stuff. So. No, that's great. Have you ever been at a setting like you're, you're talking about in Northern Ontario or, or wherever it may be and, and someone who doesn't know you arrives like around the campfire and you have to break the news to them that all the boys are related? Yeah. Oh, every, every day here at the hospital. So I'm kind of taking a side, side jaunt here, but we went, so the baby, you know, was struggling a bit and they took her down to the neonatal intensive care unit and i get all washed up and i go in there and the nurses are talking to me and they're like oh what's what's her name and at the time we had we didn't have a name picked out you know it was like two hours into this yeah and uh they're like oh no name and i said no we, we really didn't expect to have a girl and and they said oh is this your first one and i kind of looked at her and i said no as a matter of fact this is our 15th child <laughs> and she has 14 brothers at home and, and they said well no wonder you didn't have a expect a girl, yeah, you know. <laughs> I, I would think if I was the nurse and that's I would think you're lying. I would think yeah, well, yeah, they, yeah a lot of times they do. A lot of times they do. <laughs> Holy crap. Oh my god. Well, uh Jay, um one one more thing. You you mentioned your father is um is there a I wonder if there's a chance because do you have any grandkids right now? We have one granddaughter. Okay. Yeah. I wonder Luciana. Well, with fifteen kids, there's I, I, I'm not sure of your dad's age, but there's if he has a really long life, he could have a hundred grandkids and great grandkids before it's all said and done. Yeah, yeah, true that. Um, so he is, gosh, how old is my dad? Seventy-two. Seventy-two, and um, I had one younger sister, and she has three boys. So until a couple of days ago, they had seventeen grandsons. My parents, so. I'm thrilled for them. You know yeah. what I mean? My yeah. mom is so excited. She's at the house with the boys right now. My mom, grandma Mary is at the house, you know, yeah. kind of holding down the floor, spoiling uh, them to death, you know? Yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, so this is, I mean, the, the, the daughter here, the girl is cool on a lot of levels. You know, my yeah. parents finally have a granddaughter. So. You are a walking Bible story. Your family yeah. is a living, breathing, walking Bible story. <laughs> Oh, that's true. Oh yep. my gosh, I'm, I'm, Jay, I I appreciate the time. I want I, thanks for taking so much time. I, I apologize for taking so much of your time. No, that's, we have nothing else to do today. You know, we just we've been sitting in the well, sitting in the hospital room. We got a couple more days. I think we go home tomorrow. So okay, well, um, my best to Kateri and uh, and and the and the boys, and and I'm just so happy that Maggie is here, and I just. Uh, uh, well, enjoy it, man, and I'll I'll talk to you down the road, and I hope to be able to see you as soon as the uh, dust settles here. I've never really taken a trip out to see you, but I would love to do that. I really would. Yeah, that would be cool. That would be cool. Okay, Jay, thank you so much. Okay, pal? All right, man. Have a great rest of your day. You too. Congratulations, and God bless. Thanks again. We'll see you. See you. Oh, my gosh. How about that? Okay, more of the Eric Zane Show podcast comes up in just a bit. In fact... It's, I know it's featuring a lot of storytelling about some of my adventures when it came to um, getting ready for the kidney giveaway. Uh, it's a lot of content, too. I think I've got like a 25-minute story that I'll probably break up because it's long. It's uh, one of my first um, detailings of the blood Nazi, which 
I'm, I think I just talked about the blood Nazi last week because I had to interact with her, and I charmed the shit out of her. But in this story, I think I was kind of butthurt by her, uh, by her behavior, but I'll, I'll feature that coming up in just a second. Um, but I do want to mention my uh, pal Frank Fuss. If you or someone you know is turning 65 in the near future, well, in the next six months, uh, you're going to want to reach out to Frank Fuss. Frank the Tank, my policy shop insurance. He is an independent insurance broker, okay? It's his job to make sure that people are in the right insurance policy. I work with Frank, and I want you to, especially if you're getting ready to uh, um, you know, be taken care of by Medicare, all right? If you're thinking you just you know, turn 65 and it just, it just happens, there's a lot more to it than that. Let Frank do all of that for you or your loved one who is turning 65. And this isn't a thing where it's like a big chunk of change out of your pocket. I believe you will be paying zero. And I mean that. You, there is no cost. That isn't how uh, the independent insurance broker makes their money. They make it from the insurance companies who set you in front of them. Okay? And then they, you know, that's how it works. So do call upon Frank. This is what I want you to do. He has a website called buyinsurancehere.com. Buyinsurancehere.com. He set it up for you, and then it's a form. Where you, your name, what you're interested in, it kind of gives him like a little head start before he talks to you. There's a spot that says, how did you hear about me? And, you know, Most people say, oh, I don't know. I heard you on, on a Google search or something like that. Uh, make sure you write uh, on that asshole Eric Zane show. He'll, he's going to love that buyinsurancehere.com. Also, if you buy in the marketplace, you know, Obamacare, um, you need Frank. That's what I use him for. If you already have a policy from your employer and you're getting ready to re-up, you know, every year they make you sit that stupid fucking boring meeting, give you a, a, a novel-sized booklet to uh, a re, um, uh, what do you call it, re-enlist or re What the fuck is the terminology? Uh, enrollment. Re-enlist. Like it's the military. Uh that's that's you need to bang on Frank's story. He can help you with all that. It doesn't cost you anything. What I'm telling you is if it's insurance, anything like that, you need Frank. He can also help you with investing. He can help you with uh, health insurance. Holy shit. Everything. Thank God for Frank the Tank Fuss. Okay. I get way too excited talking about his insurance deal. Uh, let's talk comedy. Back Alley Comedy Club. Uh, coming up. Uh, well, uh, the day that this airs is uh, uh, Wednesday, August 4th. Gary Owen is in town. Back Alley Comedy Club, Thursday, August 5th in Muskegon. Friday's at the Park Theater in Holland. Saturday, Spectrum Lanes in Wyoming for two shows, 7 and 9.30. And then Sunday, he's at Billy's Lounge. So all this coming weekend, you can see Gary Owen. Something different to do, something fun. You will not be let down. Get your tickets, click on the link in the show notes of this podcast, or go to Back Alley Comedy Club on Facebook and do it that way. You will love Gary Owen and make plans for John Heffron and John Reap coming to Back Alley Comedy Club uh, from Tuesday, August 24th, all the way until Saturday, August 28th. Okay, what am I doing here? Okay, the blood Nazi. 
This is going to be awesome. You're going to love this, okay? And I'm going to, uh, I got to divide the story up because it goes on for a long time. But my God, my, uh, my experiences with the blood Nazi and all of the storytelling that goes along with giving away the kidney sure had a, uh, led us to a lot of content. So here you go. Enjoy it on the best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Tomorrow I have a uh, doctor's appointment, kind of like a physical, uh, which I've had before uh, when I went to Los Angeles. But this is with my personal doctor. The kidney folks say, go see your personal doctor. One last look at you. You know, make sure you're all in, in great shape. And then, um, so we'll have that covered. And then they, my doctor will report to them everything that's going on. And then they need to look at my blood, which was yesterday when I get the blood drawn. They're testing me for all different uh, hepatitis, A, B, C, D, Z, whatever, all the different hepatitises, HIV, Um. And also, there is there was two blood draws, actually, that needed to be done, testing for all those infectious diseases. And the other one was double-check on compatibility. Now, I know already that the blood test that I first took when we got this whole started, all started way back in, in May, June, that I am compatible. I match very well with my recipient. But you do this at the start of the process and you do this at the end of the process. I know everything there is to know about giving away a kidney. I could write a book about it. So today's the day or yesterday's the day that you do that. I have to get about 15 vials of blood drawn. No biggie. I've had as many as 25 drawn at one time. That's a lot of blood. Actually, when they take 25 vials of blood out of you, um, typically the person feels a little woozy and they make you sit there for about a half an hour and eat Cheez-Its and cookies and have a, have a box of juicy juice. But when I gave the 25, I was like, they go, how do you feel? I go, fine. They go, you don't feel anything? I go, no, not at all. They go, all right, well, head out of here. So I drove home, no big deal. Um, they had to take uh, that many out of me yesterday. What did I say, about 15? It might have been a little less than that. But uh, no big deal. Okay, now, I, I will say I was a little, um, a little foggy on some of the details. I didn't realize that I have to do the infectious disease test, and I have a second uh, batch of blood that I need to walk out of there with in a particular container, the vials in this styrofoam container that protected with, you know, the biohazard on it and sealed. I need to walk out of there and drop it in a FedEx box in what's called a live pack um, envelope and send it to UCLA so that they can take a look at it. That's the compatibility blood. The first set of blood is the infectious disease blood. Now, I, I'm not aware that there's all of this. I just think I need put the blood into the uh, into the styrofoam, into the vials, and mail it. But that's not true. No one has really told me that directly. If I had to, if they had to give me the, uh, hey, we need you to review this whole process after it's said and done, I would tell UCLA, I go, you need to be more specific about what exactly. I was to do there and future people who are doing this because I wasn't clear. Now, luckily, I'm great and a charmer with tremendous instincts, okay? So I was able to facilitate many, many things yesterday that the average bear would not have been able to do. I'm also very humble, as you know. But I walk into this one lab, and I was going to say the name of it, but the lady that I'm going to talk about is so GD miserable that I don't want to make 
her life any more difficult than it is. I, I, I'm torn. I want to I wanna bust her balls publicly and actually say her name and where she works so that the next person won't be treated like shit, okay? But I'm not going to. If I did anything, I would probably just talk to her boss. Maybe, like, pull him aside and say, look, you need to know this is how it is here. So I go into this lab. And I see this lady, and I've dealt with her before. And I know she's super, super uh, 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 surly and rough around the edges. And um, I have talked to her before and gathered that. But I haven't really had to work with her that much. There have been times when I've gone to see her and uh, to get blood drawn for this. And she's like, I can't do anything unless I have it faxed from where you're uh where you're having it uh, done in california if it's out of state i have to have the facts so no you cannot have the blood drawn and she's been really kind of aggressive when she's said it so i know she's surly but i've never um pushed back in any way i basically since i just want to get through this i've always been like oh, okay no problem granted i just drove 12 miles and now um I, I have to drive back, but whatever. I just chalked it up as part of the experience. Um, I reached out to this lady because, I, like I said, I've dealt with her before, like days ago. And I sent her all of the paperwork that UCLA sent me. And I said to this lady, I scanned it and sent it. And I called her ahead of time. I go, I'm going to send it. I go, uh, yeah, so-and-so, I'm the guy with the kidney. She knows me. I go, okay, great. Well, I'm sending you all this because I don't want to get there and then have you send me home. So um, if there's any problem, um, well, I, I sent it. I go, I'm going to send it to you. So I scanned it. I sent it to her, and I wrote uh, so-and-so. Um, if this looks okay, and it looks like everything is on the up and up, and I'm not going to get sent home, please let me know just so that I have. I'm taking care of everything here. This is crossing the T's, dotting the I's. She doesn't respond. Problem, okay? All she had to do was look at it. Looks good, Eric. And that's it. She didn't. I walk in. No one is there. She says, come on in. And I go, hey, man. I know her name. I said, hello, miss. I'll just say Miss K. Hello, Miss K. How are you? She says, fine, Eric. I go, okay, well, I've got this here. And this is what uh, this is what we're going to do. And I start handing her uh, affidavits from my nephrologist. And this is all doctor's orders this is all very on the up and up this is quite simple okay and um she right away is shaking her head while she's looking at it she's like oh boy oh i don't know Uh, oh and she's it's like the end of the world oh god i don't know about this oh my oh my god i and i'm like oh shit she's and um so she's looking at it now i don't know that there's i remember i said to you there's the infectious disease protocol that she has to look at and then there's that second blood draw which i walk out with she's confused about that because they have a policy at this lab nobody leaves with blood no one knows that though okay now had the people at ucla informed me of this and had i known i probably could have um known ahead of time and made arrangements but no big deal really and so um She's confused because uh, because of what I just described. So she says, I go, well, do you want me to call them? And then I can get an answer for you about this. And she goes, yes. So she packs up all the stuff, hands it back to me. I go and I sit in the waiting room. Now, she's really abrupt with everybody. 
And uh, and and uh, what I've learned about this lady is if you show up at three o'clock and you have work that she thinks is going to take longer than um, the time that they is quitting time with. The, apparently, it's quitting time at three thirty there. Why the fuck that is? I don't know. But she's like, if if uh, she thinks she can't get it done, she'll say to you. And I've seen it, and I've been the recipient of this. Uh, we're out of here at three thirty. It's going to take more than uh, thirty minutes to get this done. So you got to come back tomorrow. And that's happened. Sure enough, uh, this one chick walks in and she looked to be like um, really meek and timid. And she's like, hey, I'm here to get a, a drug test. She goes, oh, well, we stop at 2.30 on drug tests. You got you to gotta come back another day. Sorry. And it's just like that matter of fact and really gruff and aggressive. And I'm like, what a fucking gruff bitch this is. Holy shit. So um, I finally, I, I make a couple phone calls to California and I have a nurse and, an, and a nurse's assistant who I can talk to. And I get the nurse on the phone, my nurse. And I go, okay, so there's some confusion about the blood. Um, and I, I, I go walking into this lady, Miss K. I go, Miss K, my nurse is on the phone and um, uh, she, she'll answer any of your questions. She goes, I don't have any questions. I go, well, wait a minute. What weren't we? Didn't you have, and I'm like confused. Okay. It's like, I'm, st- I'm stammering around and she's looking at me like tapping her foot. Like I'm bugging her. You know, it's, I can tell she's getting pissed off at me. And, uh, she's got an assistant there who's standing there and she looks to be the type of assistant who doesn't dare step out of line or this fucking mean as a snake battle ax who looks like fucking Fred Sanford is gonna, is gonna yell at her. And I can tell that the assistant is like, ah, oh, fuck, man. This is, you know, the assistant should be the one in charge. And if this dumb bitch doesn't get her acting gear, I wouldn't surprise me if the assistant is in charge eventually. Because this chick was so fucking aggressive and mean with me. You wouldn't believe it. So um, the nurse starts explaining on the through the phone to this bitch about what the fuck is going on. And... um. She's talking and completing her sentence, and and Fred Sanford is interrupting her and saying, no, 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 we can't do that. We can't allow him to leave with any blood. There is no leaving with blood. And uh, so finally, I I interact. I go, or I interrupt. I go, okay, I'll tell you what, Sheila, um, I've got an idea. I'll take care of it, okay? Never mind. Okay, hang up. So um, I get my shit. I go, no problem. I've got it figured out. I'll take care of it. I start to I, I get in my car and I drive away. I'm going to go to another hospital in Zeeland, Michigan, where they do what's called a courtesy blood draw. Now, the the what I, I realize though, as I'm driving away, is I am not sure that at Zeeland Hospital that they can do the courtesy blood draw. The courtesy blood draw is the one that goes into the styrofoam package and I walk out with and I mail it. Okay, but I don't know if they can do the testing for the infectious disease. In fact, as I'm driving away, half a mile, I go, I got an idea. I'm going to turn around, go back to fucking Fred Sanford and say, I want you to do the infectious disease blood draw. And then because they do the testing there at this lab, they spin the fucking blood. They determine if I have AIDS. And then what they do is they take those results and fax them to California. That's that's what you're supposed to do. Okay, that doesn't mean that I can't. uh, But that and then so I'm going to have them do that. This is in my head as I'm driving away. And then I'm going to go to the other hospital and get the courtesy blood draw and mail it. So two blood draws, two different places now. Again, no one told me this. 
but no one really knew it. Okay, no one knew that at the first lab that they couldn't let uh, that they couldn't uh, um, uh, give me the second batch of blood. So I walk back in there, and Fred Sanford sees me, and she's like, right away, her posture is like. <sighs> And I've been nothing but sweet to her because I know she's a fucking bitch. And uh, I go, hey, you thought. And, and when I was leaving the last time, I was giving her the, I go, yes, I'm donating a kidney. And she was all nice. Then, oh, yeah, she was just happy to see me leave because, you know, it's, it's getting near the end of the day. And this fucking bitch wants to leave. Um, at now, uh, at now it's uh, 240. They leave at 330. All right. Now, this is where it really gets ridiculous. Because I walk in, I go, hey, I've got an idea. I bet you thought you were done seeing me. She goes, what is it? Just like that. And I go, well, um, I know I can't leave with blood, but what we were going to do, the infectious disease protocol, I want that done. Now, I'm the customer here. Me slash UCLA pays for this. This is what they do at this lab. Their job is to get a doctor's note, which I have, do the fucking test or pull the blood out, spin the fucking blood, determine if I have AIDS, fax the results. No, he doesn't have AIDS. That's it. Now, she goes, well, we leave at 3.30. We don't have time. Come back tomorrow and come back in the morning. Now, it has to be done today. If it doesn't get done, or yesterday, if it doesn't get done yesterday, December 2nd kidney transplant does not happen. It has to be moved. So because this fucking bitch is in my face and doesn't want to do her fucking job, she is now fucking everything up. Now, what I want to do is go in there and smack the fucking piss out of her. Uh, but I don't, I stand there and I just did the kindly brontosaurus. You don't know what the kindly brontosaurus is? Look it up. Kindly uh, brontosaurus is when you look at someone with the look of, well, I really need your help and I'm pathetic and uh, I know I really want her to help me. I need her. So I am not going to dispatch hell on her yet. I want to lay waste and carpet bomb the whole fucking facility and be picking up body parts of this bitch. But I can't. Time out on the field. The best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. All right. I don't even know what the hell's going on. Where was I? Okay, I, I know what I'm doing. I'm interrupting the blood Nazi story. And then we'll conclude with the back half of that one. Uh, my friends over at Horizon Hydroponics invite you to check out the selection of awesome things that they sell so that you can have the ultimate fantastic harvest of whatever it is you are growing. Various fertilizers, soils, techniques, other products you need to check out at horizonhydroponics.com, H-O-R-I-Z-E-N hydroponics.com. Buy it online, have it shipped anywhere in the USA, orders $250 and more, the shipping is free. Use that coupon code Zane Show at checkout. That saves you ten percent. Uh, if you're in the area, you don't want them to, to deliver. Like, let's say you you, you buy a hundred bucks worth of stuff online and you don't get the free shipping. You're like, oh, that's okay. I live right by the Alpine store in Grand Rapids, or I, I'm in Kalamazoo, Lansing, or or near the Growers Outlet in Byron Center. 
Uh, buy that $100 worth of stuff at, uh, at uh, Horizon, hydroponics.com. Use the coupon show, uh, code. I can't talk. That'll save you 10%. And then just pick it up. There's a phone number on their website. If you have any questions about anything, the experts will handle it. Thank you, HorizonHydroponics.com. Need I say more? Yes. About A&E heating and cooling. If you get in the weeds, something's busted, something sucks. Uh, Don't try to fix it yourself. Uh, Outside of replacing the filter, which any of you can do, you better better be able to do that, and you should replace that when it's supposed to. Because if you don't replace that, then the airflow gets kind of wonky. And then, you know, the, your, your setup, the computer on your unit is going to go, oh, my God, everything's terrible. We're going to shut down. And then you got to call Joe on Saturday night when he's three Dosekis in, and he's going to bend you over the pinata and get you a late, uh, a, a late arrival, not a late arrival, but an uh, after-hours trip call. That's going to be expensive. You don't want that. Tons of cash spent. Just change a filter furnace. Wait a minute. Furnace filter. Damn it. What is my problem? Anyway, 616-516-8579 for A&E heating and cooling. Okay. Uh, let's conclude with the story of the blood Nazi, and then we'll wrap it up. All right, here you go. She's got me by the balls. And I go, oh, and I put, I put my hand, I actually put my hand over my mouth, like, like gasp. Oh, no. I actually did that. And I went, oh, I made that noise. And I, I, I go, and I have this look of, I'm acting. I have this look of panic over my face. And uh, she has already said, come back tomorrow. And it was that abrupt that she said that to me. It was like that. And then uh, a handful of seconds passes. She goes, get in here, sit down. So then I realized she's going to do it. So I uh, very quickly, um, I temper my rage. I sit down and she's back at the computer. Typing all this shit and HIV, hepatitis. And I go, yeah, I, I don't. And she goes, we can't, you can't leave her with blood. I go, oh, I know, I know. I'm going to go over to Zealand Hospital and they're going to do that one. I just need you to do the first part of this and then I'll be gone and then I'll be out of here. And she goes, this is going to take a while. It's gonna, we got to spin the blood. We got to, she's just making excuse after excuse. And then uh, she goes, have you been fasting? No, I hadn't. And the reason why I hadn't been fasting was because my physician said, don't fast. This is a non-fasting test. But this stupid bitch doesn't know that. Okay, she just assumes that every person that she pulls blood out of has to be fasting. She's asking me if I've been fasting because if I say no, She's going to say, well, then I can't do this. Get the fuck out of here. Fred Sanford, you crazy motherfucker. So, uh, all right. I go, well, yeah, I've been fasting. I haven't eaten in months. Shit, yes, I'm the biggest faster ever. Uh, and then she goes, do you have your physician's phone number? Physician's phone number isn't on here. If I don't have the fucking, if I don't have the phone number of the physician, this isn't happening. So I give her, I don't, I don't have that number. So I call, I got the nurse, though, who I've been speaking with. Her name is Sheila. She's, she's great. And uh, Sheila is who the results have to be faxed to. She's in charge of this whole fucking thing. No one has the doctor's phone number. You give it to the nurse. Everybody knows that. The doc's busy doing other shit. I go, yeah, oh, yeah, I got all that, that stuff. Uh, lady, uh, I'll just call her Miss K. Uh, Miss K, yeah, I got that number. I give, her, she, I, give her the, I give her the nurse's phone number. I go, this is the doctor's number. Where's the doctor's fax number? Right here. I give her that. She goes... 
And she's just typing away. She's mad. Her fucking steam coming out of her ears. She's furious. And I'm just sitting there not saying a fucking word. I'm just like, uh-huh. Yeah. And I go, I go, I'm really, really sorry for this. Uh, you're, you're doing a great job. I'm just fucking charming the shit out of her. All she wanted to do was anger fuck my, my, my white guy ass. She's like, I'm fuck the shit out of you. Oh, my God. I don't know where that came from. But anyway, she's pissed off. And the assistant who's actually going to do the blood draw. She doesn't have to do the fucking blood draw. Fred Sa- Mrs. Fred Sanford doesn't even have to do it. She's just pissed off at the world for some reason. She's always been pissed off, this bitch. Mean as a fucking rattlesnake. Assistant's just sitting there going, fuck, this is terrible. And uh, so then the lady goes, that'll be $110, cash or charge. And I go, okay, I've got this affidavit from you. I got, why are we doing this? Wait, why don't we just do this tomorrow? Because I've got an affidavit that says I don't pay anything. It's this, the UCLA pays for everything. And all she has to do is take this fucking thing and typey, typey, hit enter, and it's done. Paid for. They've got an account. They, UCLA actually has an account with this company. That's why they sent me there. Because they do this all the fucking time. I go, this is where payment is sent. And she goes, and when I said that, she goes, why don't we just, why don't you just come back tomorrow? Now she's done doing it. There's nothing more she has to do. And she's still trying to get me to leave. So um, I go, well, if it's a problem, I'll pay for it, Miss K. And just, uh, and then if that's the quickest way to do it, I will pay for it. And then I'll take care of it on my end. And then you don't have to bother. She kind of grunts and doesn't say another word. Okay. And she goes, go see so-and-so. So I sit down with this lady who's so sweet, this other one. And I just hope she gets this bitch's job. Uh, and she puts the needle in expertly, and she draws like nine vials of blood. And it was lickety split without a, any pain. And she was so sweet and nice. And I hear Miss K, Mrs. Fred Sanford, grumbling and bumbling in the background and bitching about everything. And I was like, shut the fuck up and do your job, you crazy fucking bitch. And uh, she gets the blood and she spins. She's done. It's The job is done. She was like, hey, she, she had been bitching that it takes an hour to do it. It didn't take an hour to do it, you asshole. And it doesn't matter. Do your job. Holy fuck. Um. So this lazy ass piece of shit goes on and on and on, ripping me a new asshole. And I didn't say a word. I was so proud. I so wanted to overreact on her. I wanted her to be fucking Kenny and me to be me and rip her a new one. And you know, if you followed me for any amount of time, I fucking, when I snap, it's over. So I'm trying so hard because I needed this blood to be dry. It had to happen. Out of all the things I've done in the last six months, this was the most trying, difficult thing, okay? And, I mean, I'm going to be able to compare this moment in time to actually getting the kidney removed from my body in the recovery, and I'm, I don't know. I think it's a toss-up as to what will be more of a challenge, frankly. So um, this sick bitch, then uh, she puts on a happy face and... Okay, it takes five minutes to draw the blood. It's now uh, five to three. They leave at 3.30. And I stand up and I go, Miss Kay, do I need, do you need anything from me regarding billing? 
She goes, nope, you're all set. You can go. I'm like, you fucking asshole. You, 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 you sit there and get that wound up over shit and yell at me and make a fucking scene like a son of a bitch and child. And you, and you've got it all taken care of. What the fuck is wrong with you? And you remember that lady that she said that I told you about how she, uh, she came in and wanted to get a drug test and, and she didn't want to give her the drug test. Uh, and she, she basically said, nope, nope, you, you can't. It's too late. Get out of here. That, that, that chick was like crushed. Um, she she kind of like just skulked away, man. You got to get in that ass, Larry. But uh, I, I wasn't about to um, because, I, again, I needed this test taken care of. I needed this done. But it was just an absolute abortion. I could not believe the behavior of this fucking lady. Holy shit. She actually was getting coming unglued with me, and I just sat there. And with a pleasant look on my face, but I'm burning up inside. I wanted to just fucking kick her ass um, and make a scene, you know, to knock the centrifuge over, to clear off the desk, a complete meltdown. But I kept my mouth shut. I'm proud of that. Got it done. Immediately got into the car afterwards and called up my nurse. And I go, you won't believe this. You will not believe this ordeal of this fucking bitch. Holy shit. And she's laughing her ass off. She goes, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I go, no, I did it. I got it taken care of. I was, I'm actually pretty proud of how it worked out because we got the job done. Blood is drawn. Blood is spun. Uh, results are being sent to you as we speak. And, and it's true. I've got this thing. It's an app with the hospital that whenever anybody anybody posts results of a test it shows up i get a notification says ding you don't have aids ding you're free you don't have hepatitis so it's all good by the time i was driving away i'm getting the results it's like 3 15 the sick bitch is telling me it's going to take an hour shut the fuck up and do your job so I got through this entire story without revealing who she is, where she is, what her name is, what the assistant's name is, or anything like that. And I also feel pretty proud about that. I don't want to. I don't want to uh, open up that can of worms. But I think it's appropriate that I begin to run out the ground ball to politely. And I will be polite about it. I mean, I'm venting now for you because I've been hanging on to this story for 12 hours, and I. I, mean, I can't wait to tell this story. Um, but I think that, uh, she, the, her boss needs a call and with the detailed account of how this went, this was bullshit. I need to relay the behavior of her, how she treated the poor chick who came into one of the drug tests. I need to relay the, the gruff attitude, the, the, uh, you come back tomorrow. I mean, that was really bold. What if I was some pussy or not able to uh, navigate that in the brilliant way that I did. And I just said, okay, that would have fucked up the whole kidney transplant because of this fucking bitch. Fuck her. So I think uh, I think if I, as soon as I get a minute, I don't know if it'll be today, but I got to make a phone call and get to the bottom of this. And uh, a, a negative Google review, I think, is in someone's future. Hopefully she'll get fired. No, seriously, I want her to get fired. I want the other chick to take her job. This chick's a bitch. Fuck her. All right. By the way, if in the event, some of you know, there's no chance. But in the event 
that you know where this is, what type of place this is, what it's called, who this person is, uh, reach out to me. I want to see if that, if, if, if what's, if what you've experienced in your life, if by chance and what I've just told you ever meets in one neat little Rubik's cube, send it to me, Eric at ericzancho.com. It's a shot in the dark, but I want to see if that's even possible. All right. So that's it. Um, from there, I drive to a place where they, they, they aren't assholes. Uh, Zeeland Hospital, part of uh, the Spectrum uh, network of hospitals. I walk in there, and I this is a very unique set of circumstances. I said, I need a courtesy blood draw. Here's my paperwork. Here's who you bill. And she's like, hmm, this is, this is tricky. But go in there, get the blood draw. We'll sort it out on our end. No problem at all. You're good to go. I walk in. This super nice, sweet young lady uh, is like, hello, how are you? And she's just like waiting on me, it seemed like. And I give her, the, I show her what I need done. She goes, this is no problem. Uh, she was a professional. And it took a, a barely any amount of time. Okay, but is this done? No, I said it was a wild goose chase. The folks at UCLA... Now, I might have done this on my own, but I don't think so because I've been through this one once before. Normally, when they send you that styrofoam package with the vials in it that you have to send back to them, that's compatibility blood. Yes, this blood matches with your recipient. Okay? That needs to be put into a special FedEx envelope. It's called a live pack. And they've already printed the label. You know, FedEx, everything is trackable. You can't just like you know, write in the address on the envelope and you scribble and throw it in a box anywhere. There's ways to do it. And since they do this all the time at the kidney transplant team, they send you the right envelope with the label. That's it. Put the blood in there. Put the label on it. There's FedEx boxes everywhere. You drop it in there. You're done. Okay. I didn't get an envelope. I didn't get a label. So while I'm getting yelled at by uh, the, the female version of fucking Fred Sanford, and while I'm driving over hell and high water to get the blood uh, sample over at Zeeland Hospital, I'm talking to my nurse and sending emails saying, I need a label, and I'll take care of the envelope myself. I need a label. I know that. So they got to go. They gotta, uh, somebody's got to sit down, generate a label, and email that shit to me. So I'm sitting there getting – I got uh, – uh, uh, She's taking the blood, the second sample out at Zealand. And I'm looking at my phone like, when's somebody going to send me a fucking envelope or uh, send me a, a label? I'm driving to the FedEx place. And uh, I finally it comes in. So I'm going to go to the FedEx place. I'm going to print the label. I'm going to get the envelope. Trouble. You get to the FedEx place. It's not a FedEx place. It's a, it's a box on the side of the road. There's no envelopes there. There's no, there's no way to do this. I'm like, son of a bitch. I look it up. FedEx, local. There's one about three miles away. Uh, I call there. I go, is this a, a FedEx facility or is it? There, this is Walgreens. Just drop the shit off here. No envelopes. No. Call a place in the next city. And uh, it actually is. Uh, there's, there's a person to talk to me and I go, use FedEx, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, can I print off a label? Yes. Off my phone? Yes. Can I get a live pack? Ooh, no. Why? There's only one place that has those by the airport, FedEx. Fuck! 18 miles away, son of a bitch. Shit. So I was almost to the place. I turn around, have to go home because my phone needed a charge on my wild goose chase. 
And so I get home. I print the label myself on my own computer. Now I got my FedEx label. I grabbed the queen of the forest because I haven't seen her all day. I got to tell her the story about this crazy bitch that I encountered. Tell her all about that shit. Drive 18 miles to this FedEx facility right by the airport. It's now 6 p.m. This started at 2.30 in the afternoon. I walk in there. I go, I need a live pack. She goes, I got a live pack. Pulls out the envelope. She goes, here you go. Put your uh, put your blood in there. Here's the, uh, I go, here's the label. She types it up. She goes, no charge. It's all paid for. There you go. Lickety split. Done. So, and then I got home at 6.30. So this was 2.30 to 6.30. That is a full-on wild goose chase. My God. But we got it done, man. We got it done. The blood, uh, the blood test, everything's negative. I don't have AIDS. And the blood pack was sent. Shit. I'm going to need a little, little sketchy on the details to some degree from my, I swear to God, I read everything word for word about what I was to do. I think that if, you know, how like when you finish something, Hey, we want your feedback about how this went. I think if they pick my brain, I can make life much easier for the next person who decides to donate a kidney. You need to make this idiot proof. You need to say specifically, okay, this is your final bit of blood work that needs to be done. You have two things that are getting uh, are being completed here. Infectious disease, compatibility. Infectious disease is all in-house. Blood is drawn. Blood is tested at this facility we have, we have a contract with. They fax the results to us. Compatibility is different. You take You walk out of there with the blood. No one even knew that I couldn't walk out of there with the blood. That's bullshit, okay? This is shit that... Uh, Okay, when you are uh, dealing with a person who is donating a kidney, uh, for me, it's no problem. But for some people, they might be like, yeah, I'm going to do this, but they might be having more anxiety. And the last thing you want is the donor to be going through weirdo shit because the last thing you want to do is have the donor to throw up his hands in the air and say, fuck it, I'm not doing this, which does happen, okay? I would be uh, mortified if someone actually was like, son of a bitch, this is too hard and too confusing. I'm just not going to do it. It's a, it's a and Just give up. You got to make sure that that's all taken care of. So uh, I, I think I need to have a discussion not only with Fred Sanford's boss, but with the folks at UCLA about the. it wasn't clear. And I think that going forward that it needs to be clear to the next people who are going to donate a kidney. You know what I mean? In the end, I'm really great. Okay? I fucking did it. I did all of this shit. All of this shit was done because of how great I am and how humble I am. So I just want to congratulate me for getting all this blood drawn. Because if it hadn't been for my instinct uh, charm, I swear to God, that lady wanted to have sex with me. And, uh, and, And my infinite wisdom, this would not have happened. This would not have happened. This is the only thing I'll pat myself on the back about is getting this blood drawn in the face of extreme adversity. Holy shit. The stories we will tell when it comes to the great kidney donation of 2020. And that is it. Another edition of the Eric St. Show podcast. The best of the Eric St. Show podcast back tomorrow with more.
Thank you.